Limit Break Radio presents The Rogue's Den. With your esteemed host, <laughs> First Lieutenant Kahlo. He's so dreamy. Wait, what? LimitBreakRadio.com Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to yet another installation of the ever-popular Rogue's Den. As usual, I am Kahlo, and here with me is my lovely assistant, Velix. Velix, why don't you say hello? Hello, everybody. I am back yet again. Yes, he is back yet again. And today, you know what? I I want to start off with, with a little bit of a story. Um, first of all, you know, I've, I've gotten some, not necessarily complaints, but, uh, you know, some, some opinions, some comments that, uh, that were a little... <laughs> tight here Velix you know it doesn't seem very relaxed you know we're just we're we're right to the point we're all about business you know yes and uh originally you know that that was the intent behind the rogues den but at the same time you know I uh I want us to seem relaxed I don't want to seem tight you know rogues are you know thieves we're nice and fluid and whatnot so uh I'm gonna start today off with uh with a little story you see thieves in Final Fantasy 11 we have this unique this unique, very desirable ability, a job trait, called Treasure Hunter. Now, Treasure Hunter is, uh, it's a lot different from any other job traits that out there, you know, like, uh, like double attack or, you know, max HP bonus, things that when they happen, you know, it's a good thing. And if they don't happen, it's not that big a deal. But as a thief, see, we have to deal with certain things, you know. If, uh, if we're fighting Kieran, for example, and three Earth Crystals drop, Whose fault is it? The thief. It's the thief, right? Yeah, everyone yells at the thief. Boo, boo, you're a thief. Even even if, say, you know, Felix on his samurai delivered the final blow, LOL, thief, your TH sucks. It's broken, right? But now, let's say Felix were to have gotten the, uh, you know, the final blow. He's, let's say he's sub-thief. And, you know, we get two W legs and all the money drops. Then, then what's going to happen? What, uh, what do you think the LS is going to say? Well, well, first of all, Felix, if that happened in your situation, what would be the first thing you said? Ah, uh, more fast pants. But after that, it would probably be, you know, oh, you know, my awesome sub-deep treasure hunter got it for us. Exactly. Exactly. Now, now, now what's wrong with that picture? Hmm? Something bad happens, we blame the thief. Something good happens, oh, yay for samurais? No. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain something to you guys right now, okay? Treasure hunter works a little differently than most job traits. See, I have he- I have since dubbed my own treasure hunter THK. Now, what that means is treasure hunter Kahlo. I want to I want to show you something. I want I want you to think about this, okay? Lately, the drops that I've been needing have been as follow: my home am Gambiras, which I just recently got. Uh, I was up for them as well as another another thief buddy of mine, Ilias. And so before I went in, I told him, you know what, Ilias, I'm going to get us two home am feet this run. Two Omega's Tails. That's what's dropping. Guess what dropped, ladies and gentlemen? Felix, you want to take a guess? I'm going to guess with the two tails and maybe like a body. Two tails and maybe a body. That is exactly right. Now let's go back a couple more weeks. Just a couple more. When me and my friend Muriel were both fighting uh, one of the ZNMs, Dia, who dropped some very desirable gear, uh, namely, which we were both after, the Enkidos Subligar. We did, we did Muriel's first, and unfortunately... His didn't drop. This made him O for for quite a few. Uh, then we did mine, my first time fighting Dia, and uh, and guess what dropped? It's going to have to be the pink subligar again. The Enkido subligar did drop. Now let's go back just once more, just a few more weeks prior to this, when I went up against my good friend Experimental Lamy, which was a horrible nightmare. 
But in the end, the first time I'd fought her, do you want to guess what dropped? Mm, and keto's leggings perhaps and keto's like you're a smart guy felix for someone who's uh who's you know career is being slapped in the face with you know giant spiked tails and whatnot you're a pretty smart guy but yeah in keto's leggings that's one for one for one for one and then for two because you know omega drop two of them but the point is when i want drops when I will my THK to work, they drop. And, and now you're thinking, well, well, well Kyle, how come, how come you don't make things drop for your friends then? Hmm? Why don't you make your THK work all the time? And the answer is simple. Okay, it's not so simple. It's a little bit complicated, really. But see, friends make fun of me. And oh, it's all, it's all in good fun. No big deal, you know. But it is a big deal, people. It is. If you want... It, if you want me to work for you, you got to work for me first, you know? You scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. I'm not going to scratch your back first because being a thief, I have trust issues. So you got to scratch my back first. Show me a little love, and I'll show you a couple drops. That's how it works. I mean, I mean, that's not too unreasonable, is it, Velix? No, that's, that's pretty reasonable. That's pretty reasonable. See, now, if Velix was on Odin, you know what would have happened? I would have got him the three Ascar bodies. Yeah, that's right. Felix, why don't you tell the story of what happened today in Nizel Isle Investigation? Uh, we were doing our Nizel runs today. We do four tag Nizel every Friday. And today was specifically, we were going in there to get my Ascar body from floor 80 because I'm the only person who currently has bodies as a main lot. We did three runs of it. We went 0 for 3. We didn't get any Ascar bodies. We didn't get any drops at all. And then we went and we did a feet run and we got goalier feet for the guy who joined at the same time as me and now has five more drops than i do <laughs> yeah that's too bad do you have a do you have a thief in your uh, in your nizel static party yes generally yeah. his treasure hunter is pretty reliable but what's, it uh, just kind of fluttered out this time what's his name uh birdman one and only birdman one and only and uh and, and you've been pretty nice to birdman lately um yeah, I don't make fun of him too bad. He's too a bad. Target, oh, so. oh I punt a... him every now and then. <laughs> oh, I see. Birdman, I feel your pain. And I know why Ascar didn't drop tonight. And you know why it didn't drop tonight. And I know that you know that I know why it didn't drop tonight. And we're just going to keep that little secret because uh, that helps you sleep a little bit better at night. Yep. So uh, with all that behind us, we're actually going to move on to assaults, the thing that you guys came for. And uh, unfortunately, uh, before we start off with uh, what you're all waiting for, which is Superior Private today. Um, Velix actually forgot some very important details during our last show when we covered Private First Class. So uh, really quick, he's going to go ahead and go over what the uh, the average assault point rewards are for each of the areas for Private First Class rank. Velix, why don't you go ahead and do that for us? Okay. Once uh, Wiki decides to work. Oh, I think what he means is when he finally gets around to it. So maybe I could go, since I'm ready. I'm prepared, Velix. Oh, okay? I'm sure you are. Now, I mean, you can use the excuse that, yes, I blindfold you and whack you over the head a couple times before dragging you to the rogue's den so you don't know what it is. But uh, some people would call that an excuse. So once the wiki loads right here, I'm going to tell everybody what the average assault point rewards are for each zone. Any second now. <laughs> it's loading up. Uh-huh. I'm sure it is. 
Maybe you could use your uh, your THK okay. to find a web page. So, if anyone remembers Oracleum survey, which takes place in the Algem Sanctum, depending on your party setup, your average points are going to be about 1,200. For preemptive strike, which takes place in the Mamuljah training grounds, one of my favorite, you're going to get about 1,000. Libros supplies in Libros caverns, 1,200. Requiem from Periquia, 1,000. And Lamia number 13 from Ilaruzi Atoll is going to net you about 1,200. So again, we are sorry for leaving that on the last episode. Uh, I got on Velix cases for that, and it's uh, not going to happen again. I can assure you uh, Velix has been reprimanded. Worry not. I uh, hit him a couple extra times in the head before bringing him to the rogues den. He didn't know because he was unconscious already. So now we are going to move on to what you came here for today, and that is superior private. And the first thing that we have to cover is how do you rank up from private first class to superior private? And Velix is going to tell us how to do that. For your rank up, we're going from private first class to superior private this time. You're going to obtain your 25 mercenary rank points like we discussed last time. From there, you're going to go talk to Nadja. She'll give you a cutscene. And then you are going to start looking for the infamous Warhorse Hoofprint. You've probably seen people shouting in Whitegate for this umpteen millions of times. It can spawn all over the place, anywhere from Wajoma Woodlands, Baffalo Thickets, Mount Zalem, or Kadur of Meyer. And each zone has upwards of 10 different possible spawn locations, some less, some more. Um, after you find this whole list on the wiki, because it would just be too much information to try to give you all at once, and it would be just best to go into there. Uh, after you manage to hunt down your warhorse footprint, either by asking around and finding it, or just going out and looking yourself, you just check it, you get the key item, go back to Nadja, and then you can rank up just superior private. That's all that needs. And yep, that's all there is to it. So, uh, depending on your luck, it could be easier, it could be harder than, uh, than the last couple, but, uh, it's definitely not the most difficult. So then, moving right into... The assaults. Uh, as usual, we are going to start with that place that I have trouble pronouncing, Liaojum Sanctum. Look at that, I did it right the first time. And uh, for this rank, it's called Escort Professor Chanao. Is think that's how you pronounce it, Felix? Oh, probably. You could probably make a case for Chanix, too, but whatever. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get emails. Uh, good luck finding out where to post those, though, because Rogue's Done doesn't have corrections. Ha 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 ha. So the description is a long-haired Merid has been found frozen in the eternal ice of Liaojum Sanctum. Escort the professor to the site of discovery. So basically what this mission is, is escorting this guy. You don't get to control him. He's basically going to run around until he gets to the end, and you have to protect him. There are all, are all kinds of... Of, uh, of mobs in there. there. I lied. There's actually only two. There's frozen bones, which are skeletons, and there are gelid boots, which don't go on your feet. Those are actually ghosts. Now, they are all susceptible to lullaby, gravity, and repose, and the ghosts are also susceptible to sleep. So, there there are a uh, a couple different strategies that, uh, that can be used here. I've heard of it a lot of different ways. Uh, I've actually only done this once. So, you know, you get a little bit from me, and you'll get a little bit from Velix. But uh, a couple of the way, you know, a couple of the things that they uh, that they recommend is, and this isn't what we tried, but running through and just sleeping everything. Have you tried that before, Velix? How does that work out? 
Uh, we tried it, and then we realized shortly thereafter that everything was waking up and going to devour us, mm -hmm. and uh, that didn't work too well. So we died that time, scrapped that plan, and moved on. Right, right. Now, it says that gravity is very handy for losing aggro. So if you get far enough ahead of certain monsters, so if they can be slept long enough, it's a great strategy to use. But uh, Red Mage is a pretty ideal job to come with. You know, they have gravity, they have bind, they have sleep, you know. So, uh, you know, make it a red mage job as uh, as the professor's running around to, you know, basically keep the crowd control up as best they can. Um, you know, maybe if you have a thief for uh, accomplishing or a collaborator, you can try to keep that off. But basically, the, uh, the point of this mission is to keep him alive. Now, uh, when we did it, I know quite a few of us died. I'm pretty sure it was a full party. And uh, we tried to, you know, just kind of kill things as we went. We tried to kill some of them, you know, tried to sleep some of them. So it was sort of a... A half and half strategy there and uh, it ended up working we won uh, i think three people died i almost did but you know the flea the hide the, the thievery the thievery right i was gonna say running away but i like that better the thievery the thievery part that i'm really good at felix so how did you beat this one uh, we basically did a similar strategy to you. We, we just had a basic balance group, tank, a uh, bunch of TDs, mages. The mages would run ahead and try to sleep, and then the melees would just run behind to kill them all so that when they woke up, they wouldn't go and eat the mages. Uh, we did kind of get overwhelmed, and we ended up with an almost full party wipe. I remember right at the end, before we got to the final point where the professor was attempting to go, there was two boots in the way, and I was the only one really left standing that wasn't weakened, so I had to I had to death pull those out of the way because mm -hmm. we had no option, but we managed to win, barely. <laughs> yep, so uh, a couple more notes to consider is that the professor wanders around the dungeon ignoring all aggro. As we said, there's no way to control him, but he does show up on wide scan, so if someone has wide scan and you lost the professor, you can't find him again. He can also be keyword, but he cannot be given any buffs um actually the wiki says they're not sure about that there is one testimonial about being able to cast protect and shell on him so i mean it doesn't hurt to try uh he has enough hp withstand a few hits but don't let him get overswarmed. obviously he's just a scientist um you can sneak yourself which this prevents the undead from detecting you which leads to another strategy all right which uh the wiki states is this being the best working strategy Anyone who can, summon a free carbuncle. The undead will not aggro you if you have sneak up and full HP, but they will aggro carbuncle if you have him out. Now, as long as you keep running ahead of the professor as much as you can, let Carby train everything for the win. Now, if carbuncle dies, you resummon him in a safe area, check sneak, and then just repeat it all over again. Now, because of how summoners work, carbuncle will not stop to fight back unless his summoner is threatened so the only way this will happen is if the summoner loses sneak or blood aggros and of course carbuncle does not pass on hate to the summoner if he dies jug pets also work for this but there is the five cast the five minute recast timer on call b so it makes him a little bit less effective presumably and i would assume as well that uh perhaps dragoon and puppet master pets can also get aggro this way but of course a lot less desirable since they have the 20 minute recast timer on their pets so uh velix do you have anything else to add to that um i would imagine that with the dragoon and puppet master it, it, you wouldn't want to use it as a main strategy like the one with your full party of puppet masters or full party of dragoons it, you could probably do it but it would be better if they were there in the event of an emergency that you needed to pull some bombs out of the way then you can sacrifice and use your once every 20 minutes kind of deal yep there you go now if you finish this with three members 
you're going to get 1,100, 990 with four, 880 with five, and 770 with six members. Now, some uh, some some loot to be on the lookout for from the appraisable item is the storm mantle, which uh, I'm guessing this is a pretty good tanking mantle. I'd never do anything with it. But level 50, all jobs, HP plus 30, and when in assault, HP plus 70. So pretty good uh, pretty good assault tanking piece there for an HP setup, I suppose. Yeah, it's going to be the most HP you can get on a back piece while in assaults. Uh, at least presumably. I never figured out if the HP on the piece stacks with the HP while in assault, giving you plus 105 we, I had arguments with people about that, and we never figured it out. So if anybody knows for sure... Felix then, would be interested in knowing. That would be it for Escort Professor Chinoy. Chinex. Meh. Uh, from there... Professor Chex Chex Mix. Mix. Professor Chex Mix. That's him. Uh, from there, we're moving on to Sage Lord Elimination. Your basic goal here is to go in and eliminate the big baddie Sage Lord Malul Cha. Uh, he's there visiting, checking on the troops, and uh, you're just going to have to take him out and hopefully screw up their ranks a bit. Uh, there are three different types of Mamuls, four different types of Mamuls in there. Three of them are going to be called just Mamuljaw Trainers. They're Beastmasters, Ninjas, and Blue Mages. You can probably tell by the weapons and how they act. Uh, and then the big baddie himself, Sagelord Mamuljaw, who is one of the Blue Mage type Mamuls. Uh, you're basic, simple enough. You got to defeat him. However, he has a little bit of a, a trick. <laughs> yeah, every time you do about ten to twenty percent damage to him, he's just gonna like bolt. He's taken for the hills. He's gone. He pulls a collo, guys. Yeah, he he goes faster than like you've ever seen anything move. And hey, 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 hey. almost, well, almost, almost. I'm pretty quick. Yeah. I've got like a plus seven initiative modifier, guys. So watch out. <laughs> Anyways, after he basically flees away, you pretty much have nothing left to do but wait for him to come back. Um, there's one slight problem with that is he's going to link everything that he kind of runs near, and then he's going to come back with average about ten different mamuls each time he comes back. Uh, you, there's a couple ways you can handle it. You can just go around and kind of kill off the little mamuls. At like before he runs away so that he doesn't grab them up that's okay i guess but you're gonna run into time constraints because even if you kill them off him running away at like light speed every 10 to 20 percent you have to wait is gonna take up a lot of time uh the best way well the way that we did it was basically when he ran off and he came back all of the mobs were on your tank so that was me in this case and i basically ran like hell with every mamul in the area on me while they killed him okay uh, that sounds <laughs> that sounds like an interesting uh, an interesting strategy that was i just kited for the life of me and it worked now the wiki does note that stun can stop him running and then like once it's once it wears off he's going to start running again it's not really reliable to like you can maybe stun him for that half second get off your weapon skills or whatever or dot him or something and then just let him run off but you're just good enough right letting him run off you can save the mp for when he comes back right yep now uh, i remember doing this one myself it was we uh we'll, we tried sleeping all the mobs now now we ended up winning but uh similar to when we did the escort professor checks mix uh 
there was uh, there was a couple casualties, but we didn't did end up winning. Definitely the sleeping everything strategy. Uh, there's a very very good chance that you're going to start to get overwhelmed because uh, most of the trainees uh, can hit well equipped DDs for about 100 damage uh, per hit. Now the Sage Lord, being a mage, doesn't hit too hard, so um, you don't got to worry about too much about that. But um, you know, avoid aggroing as many trainees as possible. And, uh, you know, when he runs away, just wait for him to come back, sleep the ads, and just knock him off one at a time. Uh, you know, be uh, beyond that, uh, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things where you uh, just kind of got to get a feel for it, you know. Uh, I mean, you know, if there's not too many ads and you think you can just sleep him and finish off the stage, Lord, go for it. You know, use your best judgment. But in most cases, if you're being overwhelmed, you're probably going to want to start picking off the ads one at a time. Yeah, I would think that even if you're not really being overwhelmed, like maybe he brought back three or four on his first run through, you can, and you have multiple DDs, you can put a few of your DDs on Stage Lord and try to take him down a bit slower and send a few more onto the others because he's just going to bring more back in 10 to 20% when he bolts off again. So you might as well try to keep some constant heat control instead of just getting to the point where you're overwhelmed and then you have to do something. It's kind of best to prepare up to that point. <laughs> Now, once you do finally complete this, you're going to get 1,200 assault points for three members, 1080 for four members, 960 for five members, and 840 for six members. And are there any good drops from the appraisable items here, Velix? Uh, there's one notable one, which is the Storm Zaketo, I believe that is pronounced. Uh, defense 15, accuracy plus four, magic accuracy plus two. On its own, not that great, but I mean, if you have like for example a level 50-ish blue mage that's a great piece for that because you got your accuracy and your magic accuracy on there so it's definitely not great for everybody but it's good for some <laughs> all right well good next up on our list then is libros caverns where we're going to take on a mission called troll fugitives now the objective is to destroy the troll fugitives it says the remnants of a troll army that clashed with imperial forces has taken refuge within libros cavern Hunt down the fugitives and prevent them from regrouping. Now, this is a pretty easy one. This is just a, you know, kill and exterminate everything in the zone and you win type thing. So, uh, again, it's another one of my favorite ones just because it is uh, not, not necessarily easy. I mean, I mean, it's easy, but that's not the reason it's my Well, okay, it's one of the reasons it's my favorite. But, uh, you know, uh, just like preemptive strike, you get a little bit of uh, limit points when you do it too, and there's nothing too complicated. It's really hard to, to screw it up. So if you have a Dark Knight friend that... <clears throat> needs assault you know i guess you can bring him along too all right so troll fugitives there are going to be four types of trolls in here now they're all called broken troll soldiers and they range anywhere from t to vt if you are 75 and uncapped and they are paladins red mage monks and warriors all of which can use their two hours now you know they're just like normal trolls other than that two hour thing so the walkthrough uh, is basically kill all the the uh the troll soldiers. Now, some of them start out wounded, making them easier to kill. Uh, they can range anywhere in health from 25 to 75%. As we said, they all use their two hours. The only one you really have to worry too much about is 100 fists. And some of the trolls are grouped together, so you may have to sleep some links if possible. Now, um, make sure you have your map pulled up when doing this because uh, there's some there's some pretty uh, good routes specified here, uh, similar to when we did preemptive strike. So you're going to start out right at the very top at g6 and you're gonna walk in a pretty you know it's a pretty one-way tunnel that you're gonna walk out to into a big area here and there are going to be three troll fugitives so you're gonna start 
by finishing them off, taking them out one by one. And then the way that I go is from that point, you are going to go to the west, down a one-way tunnel, to where you're going to find three more trolls. Uh, now, they aren't always grouped up to where they're going to link, so you should be able to pull them one by one pretty easy. Take them out. Head straight east, and you're going to come to a passage to the south. You're going to want to ignore that and keep going east, as there's one troll fugitive hiding out down there. So dispatch him back to the west, and from here you're going to go south. Now, when you hit a wall, take note, because this is where your rune of release is, all right? So that's where your rune of release is. From here, you're going to go to the west again. Now, when you get to this corner, when it starts to turn, you're going to find a troll fugitive. Put it to him. Take him out real easy. And keep going around down to the bottom to where eventually you're going to come to a path where you can go south or you can continue going east. We're going to turn south right here. And this is, uh, you know, if you look at your map when you get in here, this is basically a long branch to the southwest. As you're coming down, you're going to run into a pair so you can take those two out. Then keep going to the end where there's one more troll. So take him down. From here, you're going to go back up to where that to where that uh, fork in the road was. Continue east. It's going to turn you north, and you're going to come to another big cavernous room with three more in them. Now, if you take this guy out, you're going to have one more. So usually from here, you can send a mage or, or a thief even to the rune of release. But you're going to keep going directly north from here to where the last troll is. So when he's done, you have your mage back by the rune of release pop it. Or have a thief pop flee and run back and grab it. And um, that's about it. You know, it's not a real hard one. Uh, you know, some people have even uh, completed it with uh, parties of three and four with uh, somewhere around five minutes left. So definitely with a full party, it's pretty easy. It's not that hard. There, uh, there are a total of 15 spawns if, uh, if you weren't keeping count and were wondering. Do uh, you have anything to say on that, Velix? The only thing that I would do differently is I take a uh, slightly different route. Basically, everywhere that Kahlo would take a west, I took an east. Uh, pretty simple was that once I got down to the fork in the road where the Ruin of Release spawns, if you head east, you take the three that are there, and then the one that's up in the very long tunnel, which... Every time I've checked is a red mage, so you pull him, he two hours like right away, and then you can just pull him back, make sure you're out of cast range, and he takes forever to get back. And then you can go down, take the two and the one that are in the very side room, and kind of loop your way around back to the, the rune of release. I just do it that way because it feels nicer and it's more of a smooth motion. All the places that Kala goes west, I go east. You're just trying to make yes. this difficult, undermining my authority. You know, well, you know, he just yeah. actually, actually, we, we probably could have covered this in the beginning, but uh, but but Felix has an announcement to make. So Felix, go ahead and why don't you uh, why don't you tell everybody what's different from this episode than from last episode? Oh yeah, um, I've kind of uh, pulled rank on Kahlo as see he's still stuck on first lieutenant. And I'm up on captain now. Oh, so. he's being funny. He's got jokes now. Yeah, he thinks. He, yeah, he thinks that he outranks me or something like that. But 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 here's what Velix fails to realize: if we are ever in an assault situation when we are, you know, mercenaries of Salaheim Sentinels, then then yeah, maybe Velix can try to tell me what to do. But folks, when we are on the rogues' den, when we are on my turf in my place where i know all the exits and i know the places to put the body where the people aren't going to find it quickest i'm the one that's pulling rank and mr paladin don't you forget that well i'm already over three i don't think i really care if i don't have any more treasure hunter from now on oh oh it's gonna be a lot worse than no treasure hunter uh-huh 
So why don't we move on with the show and you can tell these nice folks what kind of assault points they get from finishing Libros Cavern Superior Private. Basically, if you finish it with your three members, you're going to get 1,000. And then from there, you're going to get 100 less. So four members, 900. Five members, 800. Six members will be 700 points. Uh, there are a couple notable rewards. One would be from the triple question mark axe, which it comes the Wamora axe on its own outside of assault. Not very much, just damage 88, delay 504. However, once you go in assaults, the damage on it jumps all the way up to 93, and you get a double attack plus 1% on it. So that's going to be really nice for your great axe warriors. Uh, the other notable reward would be the tri from the triple question mark headpiece, which is the Storm Turbine, MP plus 18, Magic Defense bonus plus 2, and MP Recoverable Healing plus 1, level 50, all jobs. Uh, nice piece if you maybe you don't have a better MP helm or you're going for some Magic Defense, or if you just need to rest up some better MP and you don't have anything that's uh, better than that, you can get this nice little turbine. Yep, and uh, that's Troll Fugitives. It's a, uh, it's a pretty easy one, not too hard. Um, the next one, though, that Velix is going to cover here for us is, um... Saving Private Riot. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd say it's complex, but not necessarily hard. It could be pretty easy. From there, we're going to Saving Private Riot, which is going to take place at your Devook Isle staging point. Uh, the squad that was sent in search of the Seagull Fratty hideout, they've failed to report. Find any survivors, especially one Private Ryaf, uh, a relative of a Gale, of the Gale Serpent General, which is... I can't remember which one that is. You know which one I hope it is? No, you know which one I think it is? Isn't it the chick with the uh, Tamtu's lover? Oh, oh, Gale Serpent, right? Oh, are they, oh it's the human female. Are, 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 are like each of them like different type of serpents? Uh, yeah, uh, oh. I believe Billy is the water serpent or spring serpent, one of the two. Okay. And so on and so forth. Uh, actually, yeah, I, I think that Nodulith is the gale serpent, but, um, see, because they said, uh, you know, a relative of one of the, you know, like, serpent generals. I, I, I figured it was, uh, Gadalar, because that dude's a total wuss. Yeah, he wouldn't be able to save his own friends. Yeah. <laughs> Raffle, LOL Gadalar. Uh. <laughs> All right, continue on, though. I just had to point okay. that out. Uh, yeah, you basically have to find three missing NPCs. Uh, you're going to start at I-7. There are a bunch of rooms all over the map, five of them. That uh, There's four on the outsides, and then there's one right in the middle. First thing you're going to want to know is uh, is that there actually is a pattern to to the way that the NPCs spawn. All right, all so, right. so what you're going to want to do is, uh, let's say you have anywhere between, obviously three and six people you technically only have to check one room to know where everybody is all right so if you visit the north and west or east and center rooms first you are guaranteed to encounter no more than one fake prisoner now if you if you visit the wiki there is a great little uh graph that's set up here so um obviously you know this is another one where you're going to want to uh to look it over first because it will make it uh, a lot easier if you research it um to know exactly what you're doing don't just go you know off of off of what we're saying so uh velix uh why don't you continue with that then uh yes once you've figured out your pattern as to where they're all at all three of them you can simply go to those areas and find them when you go into oh sorry uh when you're running around there are these true sight formers that are walking around you can easily avoid them because they're simply sight aggro uh just try to avoid them if you have to fight them 
just finish them off. When you go into a room, there's going to be a hunched figure. If you haven't figured out your pattern yet, there's a chance that it could be a Fomer or the NPC. There's also going to be Chigos, cursed Chigos to be exact, in your room. So you're going to need some way of dealing with those. For people who don't know, Chigos are easily defeated by AoE job abilities such as weapon skills, uh, critical hits, and certain damaging job abilities like shield bash or weapon bash. Yep. Uh, your best bet is if you can use daggers, used cyclone, because cyclone is AoE and it's a magic attack, so it cannot miss. Yeah, uh, if you don't have daggers, there's uh, monk has spinning attack, so there's another one you could use in the event that you don't have a thief to bring along, or a hella samurai with the appropriate dagger skill. Once your cursed chigos are all taken care of, you basically have to figure out you go i believe it's just you go up and talk to it. it's been quite a long time since i've done this assault you just talk to the figure or go near the figure and it'll either turn into a foamer or one of the npcs that you need to rescue if it's one of the npcs i can't remember if there's anything specific you have to do with the npc do you remember call or did he just is he just saved <sighs> felix now? felix felix you know being a superior officer being a captain i would think that you know you uh you would know your stuff before coming in here you know that that uh, that you would be prepared but well see um, apparently being not a, you don't need to raise your I, voice be like you you don't need to raise your voice all right we can, uh, be, we can be adults about this but yes if one of us can after you check the npc <laughs> if it's an npc that's it you just have to talk to them once all three npcs have been found the rune of release appears at I-7. So this this uh, may sound like quite a bit, but really what it comes down to is finding out where the three NPCs are, dispatching all of the Chigos in that room, then talking to the NPC. Um, so it can be really easy. Uh, I believe the first time that I beat it, uh, well, the first time we did this, we all died, and then the second time everybody died but me, and I ended up soloing it. Cyclone for the win. Yeah, it's definitely just, if you're prepared, it's one of those, just like most of the assaults, if you're prepared going in, there's a good chance you'll win. There's not much, well, except for escorting Professor Checks Mix, there's not much of a, there's not much random chance involved in a lot of these assaults, and it's all about prior preparation. Mm -hmm. After you've found all three of them, you just got your uh, Ruin of Release will spawn at I-7. Go there, click it out. You'll win the assault. You get your assault points. If you have three members, you're going to get 1,100 assault points. Four members, 990. Five members, 880. Six members, 770. And are there any pieces of armor of note from this assault? There's one weapon, actually, from the triple question mark polearm. It would be the Yigit Staff. Uh, damage 56, the light 360, doesn't matter because it's a mage weapon. But when in assault, you get MP plus 2% on your staff. So if you need a, a max MP build or something along those lines, then it's a nice staff to have. All right, nice. Moving on then is our last one in Ilarusia Toll, and that is Extermination. Exterminate all monsters. The vermin feasting on the corpses left behind by the Lamia have multiplied to unnatural numbers destroy this threat to the surrounding ecology kill crap uh, is basically what it comes down to um you have a couple types of mobs here you have carry on crabs carry on leech carry on slime and carry on toads i hate toads the uh, the living fleshes those things are creepy i like them they're easy xp yeah they're just creepy looking could you imagine like waking up next to one of those things Ugh. 
Uh, have you ever seen a female Galka? <laughs> uh, we Why? all know those don't exist. Uh-huh. All right. I wish. Now, the first thing to note is that at some point during this assault, when you're killing everything, is that some type of NM will pop. Now, it's going to be a type of NM based on one of the mobs. So, like, if it's if it's the carry-on crab, it'll be called undead crab, undead leech, undead slime, undead toad. Now, uh, just to clarify, you will be fighting seven crabs, three leeches, three slimes, and only two toads, and they always pop in the same place. So... Just as all the previous ones, if you check the wiki, there is a map that shows where everything is. So, here's how uh, the best way, the best strategy to do this uh, would go. You're going to start at the Rune of Release at H8, and you're going to head out of that spot west, and then go south. Now, from south, if you hug the southern wall, you're going to be taken out onto a little island where there are three crabs. Now, they're 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 not too bad. Uh, I think they're like they're like DCs or something like that. Even matches. Yeah, it is. They're, they're pretty easy. They're yeah. not some like an IT plus or anything like exactly. that. Exactly. Um, I think uh, the last time I did this, we had three melees and a red mage. And uh, from right here, we had the med- red mage go directly down to the bottom of F10, where the slimes are. Now, these slimes do not link. So the red mage went down there. It could also be black mage, too. And would basically solo these three slimes while the melee finished up those crabs. Continued going west and then started going up north. And from here, you would encounter uh, more crabs, a couple leeches, uh, three crabs, two leeches, by the time you got back around to where the to where you started at, your starting point, which is also where the rune of release is. Now, from here, you're going to go directly north, and there are going to be two more leeches for you to dispatch. Keep going to the east, and there's going to be another crab. You're going to go south again, both of which are leeches, and then you're going to curl back up to the north, and you're going to have three leeches in a row. So take out those leeches. You will have another crab, and then right over here in the uh, little bottom part, the most northern south part. How do you like that? Most northern south part. Yeah. But uh, basically on the line of K6 and K7 is where the two toads are. Now, somewhere around this point, and, uh, you know, people aren't really sure how they spawn, but at this point, one of your NMs should have spawned. Hopefully, it's not the undead slime, because otherwise your mage friend is in for a world of hurt. But uh, anything else, and you're going to be just fine, you know. Uh, and especially, uh, you know, if you have two or three melees doing all of this uh, while the mage is down there, you know, doing their thing on the slime, dancer sub is is extremely helpful, uh, as well as ninja subs, obviously, because chances are, if you're doing it with as few people as possible, you might not have a dedicated healer going along with you. So if the mage friend needs help, head on back down to the slimes. Um, now, when we did this, uh, it was actually so close. Um, obviously, I beat it before, but we just tried doing it recently. And our red mage friend ended up dying with 1% to go on a slime by the time we oh. had finished with everything. So we had ran all the way back and killed all three slimes with like 30 seconds to go. So we ended up losing. But your rune of release is right back to where you start. So, um, also, also, uh, despite the names Undead Leech, Crab, and Slime, they are not undead monsters. Now, the Carrion and Undead Toes are undead, but uh, the other ones are not. So, look up the map, find out where things are, kill everything as quick as you can. Anything to add to that, Velix? Um, no basic party setup, like, um... You could probably do it if you added a few more DDs to a setup that was designed for, say, preemptive strike. 
uh, mm -hmm. balanced party works for this, or just a bunch of melees and a red mage or a mage that can possibly solo the three slimes when they run around killing everything else. Yep. Uh, the assault points you're going to get are 1100 for three members, 990 for four, 880 for five, and 770 for six members. Velux, what kind of special prizes do we have dropping from here? Uh, we have one of the probably most useful ones that I've seen, uh, aside mm -hmm. from stats, from the triple question mark boots, which is the Storm Krakow. It's basic beat when you're not in assault. When you're in assault, though, you have a permanent movement speed plus 12%. So this isn't your, your sprinter shoes that'll wear off when you get aggro. These suckers will always be moving you plus 12%. Yep, definitely wouldn't mind me a pair of those for assaults. Uh, other than that, there's just a triple question mark pole arm that, uh, or, yeah, that turns into the volunteer scythe. Damage 97, delay 528. However, when you go into assaults, it turns into damage 99, attack plus 6, which is, I think only the relic has a higher base attack on a scythe. Oh, really? Yeah, it's oh. like 103 on the relic, and this is 99, so. Well, very cool. All right. Now, normally, this is where we would conclude our show. However... I bet some of you are asking, well, well, Kahlo and, uh, and, and, and Kahlo's sidekick Velix, what do I do with all these assault points I'm gaining? What are they good for? Well, today is the first day that you're going to find out some of the stuff that you can use those assault points to buy, and we're going to go over those right now. So, the first place we're going to look at is Liaojum Sanctum. Kahlo, what can I use my assault points for? Well, there are a couple things. There are actually quite a few things, but we're not going to go over all of them today. Today, we're going to go over accessories, and we're going to start with the Stoic Earring, which comes from the Algem Sanctum for 3,000 Assault Points. And what this gives you is HP plus 20, enhances resist stun effect, and you also get, get HP recovered while healing plus one. You have one of those, Velix? Uh, no, it's mainly for... I would imagine paladins at level 50, but oh. they were introduced after I was past that point, so I oh. had different earrings by that. Plus, you're a Galka, so you have plenty of HP. Hey, you know what? Funny story. How much MP do you have with no gear on? <sighs> Is it like 129 100. or something? No, but it's still not enough to cast rays. <laughs> it's 147. <laughs> oh, wow. I have. It's they, I, my thief. They need to fix that. <laughs> my thief right now has half of that. Yeah, I know. It's it's horrible. I mean, I, I would love for them to increase my overall MP, but at least give me that extra three so I can cast rays without anything on. <laughs> it's only three away, too. It's like they were like, meh, we won't give it to them. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Um, you can also get a ring called the Unfettered Ring. This goes for 5,000. Magic defense bonus plus two and enhances resist petrify also gives... Five defense. I would. Uh, I would think that that's a good ring for you know when you take a lot of magic damage. Uh, isn't it uh, Jailer of Justice? Uh, but, I know uh, Jol. Jol constantly. The idea is you stand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tempered chain, which is a neck piece for eight thousand. You get HP plus twenty and defense plus eighty. Here's probably one of the first really really good ones that you're going to see around a lot, and that's the Potent Belt with five defense, eight accuracy, and three strength also keep in mind too if you don't need any of this gear it can all be sold on the auction house and uh quite a few people you know need this type of stuff and might be too lazy to uh to do assaults so even though it's been around for a while and technically anybody can get it and you know assault points are constantly coming in they still stay at a relatively uh good price so if you don't do assaults for gear and you think you know well i don't need salvage either so i'm not going to do assaults 
it's uh, it's not a bad source of income as well. The uh, the last accessory from Leogem Sanctum is the Miraculous Cape, which gives MP plus 15, Mind and Charisma plus 3, and Enmity negative 1, and like the belt, that is also 10k. Now, there are also weapons that you can get from here, which we're not going to go over because I don't think, uh, at least for, you know, that from what i've heard that uh you know they're not really that good people usually don't spend points on i mean i, I could be wrong uh how often do you do you see these being uh being bought felix i've never seen somebody use one ever yeah for the, for the most part you know they're they're normal weapons and then the uh the biggest part to them is that they have depending on day increases elemental weapon skill damage so uh you won't hear us discussing those on here um but uh, we will go over eventually the three sets that you can get uh, as far as armor goes but today it's just the accessories so Velix, uh mammal jaw training grounds what can we get uh yep we're back to the mammal jaw training grounds yet again uh they're all all of the uh accessories are going to have the same tiers for their points so your earring is 3k your ring is five your neck piece is eight and then your two your back and your belt are 10k each so that's going to remain constant for all of the accessories that we're talking about from mammal jaws training grounds your earring is another uh one that i often see paladins wearing the anti-venom earring mp plus 15 enhances resist poison effect and mp recovered only plus one the mp is really nice and it kind of offsets your your stoic earring a bit so you're remaining balanced uh, from there, we're moving on to the ebullient ring, which is HP plus 15, MP plus 15, and enhances resist paralyze effect. A lot of these are going to be enhancing your seemingly useless resistance effects. Uh, next up, we have our neck piece, the enlightened chain. Simple enough, int plus 3, mind plus 2. Uh, waist piece, the spectral belt, defense plus... 5 MP plus 10, enmity minus 4. Nice if you are taking a bit too much hate on maybe your black mage or something. Uh, and then your cape, your back piece is the bullseye cape. Alja, uh, and then your back piece, your cape, is the bullseye cape. Agility plus 1, and then ranged attack plus 12. So nice for your ranger, your corsair, hell, even your thief. Yep, uh, next is Ilarusia Toll, your velocity earring. Uh, evasion plus four it's a great alternative if you can't uh you know afford the uh the bigger more expensive evasion type earrings you got your garrulous ring strength and agility plus three enhances resist silence effect this is uh definitely a favorite among melees uh grandiose chain hp and mp plus 10 hp recovered while healing plus two mp recovered while healing plus two hurling belt ranged accuracy plus four and lol throwing skill plus five and the invigorating cape, MP plus one percent, evasion plus three, MP recovered while healing plus one. Uh, from there, we're going to be moving on to Labros Caverns, and we have a, a seeming combination between the the previous Stoic earring and Anti Venom earring in, in the Insomnia earring, which is HP plus fifteen, MP plus fifteen, and enhances your resist sleep effect. Another very popular earring for paladin since we already have a few resist sleep traits and it just adds everything we need uh then your ring would be the hail ring which is int plus three mind plus three and enhances your resist virus effect and then you hit another big one on league with the potent belt this one's the chivalrous chain often referred to as the shiv chain you're going to see this one around a lot 
most melee jobs use this even at 75 which it has defense four strength plus three accuracy plus five and then store tp plus one your belt is going to be the precise belt simple accuracy plus five ranged accuracy plus five good for your ranger if you maybe happen to not want to shoot all the time you can melee for some tp and then move back uh and then your back piece is the intensifying cape defense five hp and mp plus 30 and moving on to the last one we have periquia where you get some pretty good gear vision earring a great piece for ranger we get some ranged accuracy as well as enhance is resist blind effect Moving down the list, Unyielding Ring, another popular one for melees. Dexterity plus three, Vit plus three, enhances your resist charm effect. Fortified Chain, Evasion Skill, Shield Skill, Pairing Skill, all plus three. Your Resolute Belt, Magic Defense, defense Bonus plus two, and Spell Interruption Rate down 8%. And we are rounding out the Accessory re- Rewards with the Bushido Cape. Evasion plus one, store TP plus one, settle blow plus one, and enhances Zanshin effect. And that wraps it up for the accessories and also for the show. So did you have anything else to add for Superior Private today, Velix? Uh, nope, it's just a pretty basic, another rank to go through. You kind of, you're kind of introduced to a bit more difficulty and a bit more random chance in your assaults, which is going to come in handy later on, but... Uh, it's just good practice for your later ranks. Mm, that's right. So, as always, I am Kahlo and my lovely assistant, Velix. I'm Velox, and I'm pulling rank. Yep, yep, sure you are. And that's it for today, folks. So tune in next time when we're going to have a little contest that involves some dire rats that I happened to order, which just came in today, and Velix without any of his equipment on. I think I stand a good chance. We'll see. Final Fantasy, Tetramaster, and Vanadilla registered trademarks of Square Enix. Square Enix and Play Online are trademarks of Square Enix. Limit Break and its hosts are solely responsible for its content. Mm-hmm.